Okay, and let's uh, continue. Um, so the ozone I was just mentioning, uh, there's a couple of interesting things. The magnetic field of the Earth has dropped quite dramatically since even the time of Babylon, which is around 2,300 uh, years ago, the last of the Babylonian Empire, uh, to current days. And now we have <coughs> we have not only decreased in the Schumann resonance, we also have uh, a, uh, uh, a decrease because of industry, decrease of the oceans. For example, if you look at the dead zones in the oceans, there's uh, 20,000 dead zones on the planet, some of them quite small, some quite big, where the benthic layer of the oceans are not generating oxygen anymore. 80% of the oxygen in the world comes from the benthic layer, which is the top 10 meters. We also have cut down more than half of the rainforests and the forests that provide oxygen. So as we deforest areas, as we destroy the benthic layer with uh, toxic uh, fuel, basically bunker sea, etc., toxic pollution that's dumped at sea, we're generating the oxygen generation now. The oxygen cycle, to me, is far is in many ways more dangerous than just this so-called accumulation of greenhouse gases. And one of the greenhouse gases that they don't pay attention to is um, not just CO2, but the issue that's more important is uh, methane. Methane hydrates releasing. It takes six months for them to break down in the upper atmosphere to turn into carbon dioxide. And methane has a far more, uh, we call thermal, resistance index to actually increase heat. So um, we're not only having some wild fluctuations in the heat generation on the planet, and ozone actually is a greater, if you want to call it, destroyer of ice, like icebergs, and of uh, the Greenland ice sheet, uh, and calving off of even places like Antarctica where the ice sheet is increasing, and uh, by quite a big margin in the northern hemisphere, it's the opposite, the northwest passage is open. So the whole world is under a great deal of stress, if you would call it. And as the oxygen levels drop, the ozone layer is going to have bigger and bigger holes in it. And, and of course, these holes and the ozone will also put more stress on the upper benthic layer of the oceans, which could further cause a collapse of the oxygen generation because the phytoplankton in the upper 10 meters are sensitive to radiation from high-energy light, ultraviolet light. So it could feed into itself and make it even worse, is what I'm saying. What do you think of those uh, theories? Hello, Ann? It is the Arbor Day Foundation. We'll send you 10 bushes or trees, whatever you want, if you just make a small donation of $10. And they are encouraging people to plant uh, trees and bushes because they want more foliage planted so that we can get more oxygen. In addition, at my church, we have maybe, I'd say, five, six, seven acres. Um, the city has said that we have to plant 100 trees. So there is government and uh, private resources that are trying to get us to realize that we need to replace the trees, that, that as many trees as we can. And they, they, be, they are even encouraging farmers to grow a cover crop. They used to just go in and plow up their their wheat stubble in the fall and leave the ground fallow because uh, they thought that the rain uh, falling on it and then the snow uh, was good for the soil. But now the uh, USDA is encouraging them to grow um, like clover things that uh, release nitrogen in the soil so they don't have to buy so much uh, nitrogen. You know, they buy anhydrous, anhydrous nitrogen to uh, fertilize their crops. But if they just grow clover in the winter, then the clover will fix the nitrogen in the soil. It takes the nitrogen out of the air and fix it in the soil. And uh, those are called legumes. And I planted some legumes here I call them um, uh, purple hat, no, purple crown, and they make a nice purple flower in the summer when when everything else is, is starting to uh, die of drought, and, uh, and, uh, and they do uh, fix the nitrogen in the soil. But in addition, I, I do quite a bit of uh, tree planting around my property, too. only have a quarter acre, but... Even if you just plant some bushes or uh, trees, you know, 
then you can you can help add ozone to the atmosphere. Yeah, it's really important. I, th- I think that people need to take a, an approach of restoring the benthic layer of the oceans. Uh, one of the things I'd like to see is seeding the oceans with the minerals from the Dead Sea because those 14 trace minerals will massively increase plant growth and plant growth will increase what's called the, the speed of the carbon-oxygen cycle. And uh, right now in some of these big cities, I don't think people realize that if you get the oxygen under a certain percentage at, uh, say, sea level or above sea level, some of these places like in, in South America are pretty high altitudes, you're going to get anoxic brain dis- uh, dysfunction and you're going to get violent behavior because the frontal lobes are very metabolically active right after the eyes, the most metabolically active tissue in the body, and you're going to start seeing basically uh, decorticate violent behavior because there's nothing to de-repress the reptilian violent brain. And uh, so some of the behavior is a neurobiological basis that there's, they're due to oxygen depletion in their big cities combined with bad nutrition that makes them not have the neurotransmitters to modulate behavior and the oxygen to keep the frontal lobes suppressing bad behavior. Executive action is called of the frontal lobes. So some some and we don't see that directly. People aren't talking about these things directly. That the how can I say it? the stress on the planet can stress human beings and other biological systems, and also can increase the rate of mutation uh, on the ground. It's now suspected that the sitting of the ozone will speed up the the violent weaponized mutation of viruses and other pathogens on the around the world, even in the wild. <clears throat> the extra stress on the genetics will increase the rate of mutation to make more pathogenic organisms. And we see that happening. Because we don't know if it's being created in a biolab or not. Well, but, yeah, uh, I can, but it can. we're having both those effects where yeah, every nation on Earth can have a or the poor man's nuke, which is a biological weapon. All right. Well, I want to encourage everyone to uh, do that. And if you go up on the Internet and search um, oxygen plants or plants that produce oxygen, you'll find some house plants. For instance, mother-in-law's tongue puts out more oxygen. And so I have a couple of those plants inside my house, especially I have one in my bedroom. And also, um, well, you can look at the list and decide if you want. Yeah. Like the spider plant, it puts out oxygen. Yeah, uh, one of the highest is the chrysanthemums. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But those aren't really house plants. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, when we look, what's the next area you want to cover, Anne? What, uh, what well, the, the northern jet stream, I have a graphic here. The northern jet yeah, stream yeah. is much smaller than the southern. Yeah. And this is an orthographic projection of the western hemisphere. And you see the little green circle is where these, um, where these uh, data is in the lower left-hand corner. Wow. So you have the uh, position, and then you have that it's... <clears throat> the jet stream coming into Southern California, San Diego, is only running at 88 miles per hour. Well, wow. That's about a third or, or even more, less than its normal velocity. Yes. <laughs> that was my point. Uh, I didn't write that down on here. I just assumed that you would be able to see that. Because yeah. when you go to nullschool.net and uh, look at this graphic, this graphic is animated. And you can actually see the uh, flow of the jet stream. Now, how do you know? Well, at the top of the graphic, it says that it's wind at 250 HPA, and that's the jet stream level. And then it gives you uh, where it came from and what projection I'm using. And then it gives you the date and time. You'll see that this was yesterday. Right. Okay. But the main, you know, so there's two main things. One is that the northern jet stream has slowed way down. And the other thing is that its extent has has diminished. It is tremendously smaller than the southern jet stream. Now, I'm not an astrophysicist. I can't tell you what that means, but it doesn't look good to me. Well, what I would expect out of that, from little that I know, is that when the jet stream stalls, weather systems can stall in either superheat or supercool or create uh, frontal boundary zones and cause extreme weather. So well, you can see more extreme weather arising when the jet stream is not moving the air systems around, uh, like lensing to cause a massive increase in heat, or uh, we call... Uh, uh, 
what's that the term where you end up with a polar inversion where you can get extremely cold weather that can occur at odd times in the year. Okay. Yeah. We have, well, actually we do have two systems that are stuck. One is Julia. It's stuck between North Carolina and Florida, and it's just staying there. It's not moving. And if you look at this map, you will see that there's no jet stream over it. There's nothing to move it. It just sits there and circulates. Yeah, that's Tropical and, Storm uh, Julia, which is on the coastal area of Georgia and South Carolina right now. Right now. And now they have another invest area. It's not a low-pressure system, but it's like it's like the moisture rising from the Gulf of Mexico like it did two weeks ago when it, didn't, when it dumped itself over Louisiana. And um, if, you, if you look at the Navy maps, the sea surface temperature, you will see that the Gulf of Mexico water is very, very warm. It's close to 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And the other thing that you can look at are where are the record temperatures? Well, they're in the Midwest. So we've got hot air, and we have a lot of evaporation from the Gulf of Mexico, and it's just staying there right now because the other time when it when that um, moist blob of air went into Louisiana, there was a low-pressure system in eastern Texas. A low-pressure system rotates counterclockwise, so it was pushing that blob of moisture up into the uh, into Louisiana where it dumped, and it dumped on St. Louis and all sorts of places. So we had uh, flooding here, too. Uh, but we don't see that low pressure. We don't see it so well. I don't know how how uh, I don't know how big that blob of moisture will get. That moisturized air, that very moist air. But I'm beginning to think that the southern states of the United States are going to become tropical. Yeah, and uh, tropical means a lot of tropical pathogens moving up, including mosquitoes and vector-borne diseases like. Uh, like Chagas uh, spirochetosis, which uh, causes Chagas cardiomyopathy. Many uh, bugs like uh, West Nile virus are, are here regularly, but we're going to see more and more of yellow fever and other viruses. They're typical of Central and South America. Yes, and what I am suggesting is that uh, everyone uh, in the uh, lower half, the southern half of the United States, that you should invest in a fogger. Uh, get a fogger that has a dial. There's one out on the market that's only uh, that's fairly inexpensive. And uh, it has nine different positions. And with that you can kill uh, mold, or you can kill mites, or you can kill mosquitoes, or flies. Uh, you know, it just... And in fact, the top setting is you can kill a gopher. You know, if you have the right stuff in the machine, of course. Wow. So what it does is, it, is that it atomizes the air so that it's a fog. And it's when you see these pictures of people spraying the insecticide or the larvicide when they're walking around with a backpack and there's there's a like a fog coming out of the nozzle in the machine. Right. That's a fogger. It really is like a fog. It it atomizes the moisture in the air and it carries the insecticide uh, it's fine enough that it'll penetrate so that uh, you'll be able to kill those mosquitoes like the ADC gypti, which are right. very friendly mosquitoes and will follow you into your home and oh propagate in a drop of water. Wow. Another yeah. technology they can use that can be complementary to that is uh, radionics, which does help to get rid of pathogens, and farmers use radionics all the time. What is radionics? You generate a standing wave of frequency that can be uh, negative to specific dialed-in pathogens, just like Rife technology was used to destroy viruses with specific harmonic resonant frequencies. Yeah, but that wouldn't kill a gopher. Um, Other... uh, yeah, I, I, I know it'll control <laughs> pests or viruses, I mean bacteria and viruses and so on, but yeah. I don't know about gophers. I just know that radionics have been used by farmers to control a lot of other types of pests pretty effectively. You know, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, but we want to kill the mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Um, Because they are the ones that are carrying the Zika virus. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I want to get through this uh, climate that's changing before our our eyes. 
And uh, let's go down and look at the uh, drought situation uh-huh. uh, prediction. The national seven-day significant fire potential. This was out as far as Monday, the 19th of September. And you see yeah. that there are low-risk area and moderate risk in California and parts of Nevada. The rest <laughs> of the country is looks like it's pretty good or they don't have any data for it. Right. And I have provided a legend uh, that I annotated so that you can tell what those different symbols mean. Yeah, it's amazing how long we've gone without rain here. In North County, San Diego, we had a pretty good spring with lots of rain. It hasn't mm-hmm. rained here in about four months. Well, yeah. Um, actually, we have a, I have a, a, a comment on that. But let's go to uh, Super Typhoon Rantis. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, it battered Taiwan. That's the one, Amaranti, M-E-R-A-N-T-I, right? Yes. And it was called a super <clears throat> typhoon, just like Super Storm Sandy. Right. And it's the strongest storm of the year globally, so including the hurricanes. And it was the uh, uh, strongest typhoon to hit China in that area, the, the area that's close to Taiwan, since the... Uh, since 1949. Wow. And it was a Category 5 typhoon, and they're talking about, well, maybe we need a Category 6. Now, that's part of weather climate change. Uh, they keep raising the scales. The UV index scale used to end at 10. Well, that was because they said if, if it's over 10, you're history. Yeah. But now we have uh, clothing, we have materials. Is you can make clothing out that will protect you uh, if it's over 10. And so the index scale was raised to 15. Now, even so, if you see that the UV index for your area is over 10, you should probably try to stay inside. Right. Okay. In fact, one of the effects of a massive surge in ultraviolet light, even for a day or an hour, is the crops will all turn white. They'll be bleached out by the ultraviolet light. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea to remind people that it's not just humans. I mean, we're talking about your pets, we're talking about your children, and we're talking about your food. In other words, um, when was it? About three or four years ago, we could look out and we could see the burning on the tops of the trees here in the Midwest. And you want to keep an eye on that. Now, I haven't seen that. Uh, this year, but I have had some um, some anecdotal evidence from people who are complaining that when they go out in the sun, they can feel pinpricks. I, well, I, the, I call it the, uh, the stretched elastic effect. In other words, you, like you're playing as kids and you pull the elastic back and flick your friend. And it goes, oh, yeah. that hurts. It feels like that in specific points where parts of the nerve complexes are more sensitive in parts of the skin and you'll feel like you've been flicked by an elastic it's like a like a quick pinprick it's n- not a funny sensation it's like oh uh, like you just all of a sudden in the, and that's the ultraviolet light even those nerve fibers in your skin they can also photoactivate drugs certain drugs are actually very dangerous to photoactivate like uh, uh, for example um, the what's called the DNA gyrus 4 inhibitor drugs uh, if, you, if you get exposed, you can actually develop a global myop- myopathy by damaging mitochondria by photoactivating the PPAR gamma drugs that are in your skin. Uh, well, and know. it'll also make you blind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nasty. Uh, Leviquin, moxifloxacin are the two drugs you should be aware of. If you take those drugs and go out in the sun, you will cook in your body and your DNA and your mitochondria especially. Back in a moment with more science. You need to know that's running and controlling and putting our world in stress. <laughs> Back in a moment with Ann Morrison. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Statmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and, of course, you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to... 
Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high-fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, Republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced Wave Moisture Control Units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively. Effectively over 15 years, they've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now, and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. Let's continue. So, um, are we still talking about the super typhoon Maranti or other? Uh, yeah, let's let's, uh, let's finish up with Maranti. It was the uh, third most violent typhoon on record. The third most violent typhoon on record, and uh, so that's significant. Um, it had sustained winds of 180 miles per hour and gusts of 281 miles per hour. <laughs> you can't even imagine a gust of 281 miles per hour. At least I can't. That, that's anyway, a, they're hard thinking, to believe, isn't it? They're thinking about uh, increasing uh, the range to a six. Because, what kind of buildings uh, will withstand that kind of force? Or, or boats, let's say, in a harbor? I mean, that's crazy. Well, and that's the reason that they might want to do that, because then the insurance companies will demand better building codes. Right, and also they'd make sure that ships are in harbor in probably some special area that can be blocked off against uh, wave surges or super high winds because a velocity of a piece of debris flying at that speed can break up windows but also break up much bigger physical things. I remember traveling through uh, Oklahoma back years ago near Lawton, and they had a previous tornado, and they had a, a piece of one of their crops, and literally went through a telephone pole, and you could see it sticking out of both sides. We're talking about big telephone poles. Like, it hit it at such a high velocity that it actually stuck right through it, almost like a spear. It was crazy. That is crazy. Well, we want to talk about the Louisiana flood. Uh, the, the floods over top the levees 
and uh, it uh, it just in in uh, Baton Rouge, and they uh, destroyed fifteen thousand uh, homes. Yeah, that's the big Louisiana floods. And the funny thing is, they didn't put a name on it. They should have a naming system for these floods because they don't. They have a, a naming system for hurricanes and tornadoes and so on uh, activity, but they don't have for just a flood. This is literally a stationary weather system that sat over them, like ones that are sitting have been sitting over the last few months over Texas, just rain and rain and rain. I'm mean, like biblical rains. Well, this wasn't a storm. There was no low, no low pressure associated with it, and there were no winds associated with it. Right. It was just that the uh, air was so had so much moisture in it from the Gulf of Mexico, and then the uh, low was driving it north, and eventually it reached the dew point, and it just started flooding. So essentially, it was uh, from the Gulf of Mexico into the middle of Louisiana, and I understand they still have fifteen parishes where the people were still flooded. Now, they, wow. uh, there was disaster relief, and uh, uh, you can read about that online. I don't want to uh, spend time here doing that. But I want to talk about the drought that we talked about earlier. And uh, Oregon put out a notice that uh, the conifer trees... Now, what's a conifer tree? conifer tree is a tree that makes a cone and you know about pine cones right Right. well and so those are the those are the trees that they're talking about and for instance along the cascade range and down into the sierra nevada uh 51 percent to 100 percent of those conifer trees are damaged wow i mean yes that's how bad it is. And uh, even even at lower elevations, we still have up to 50% of the trees damaged. And uh, it, it's because of the drought. What happens is that the trees get weakened because they can't get enough water, and then the, the uh, insects come along. Right. And, and so they... They have foliage loss, dead branches, dead trees, and tops of trees. And uh, so that increases the dust, which increases the danger of major forest fires too. Oh yes, yes. <clears throat> now, what they want you to do? This is uh, from the USDA. I'm just quickly going to read these: plant native and local drought tolerant species. And we have that that endeavor going on here where I live. Don't thin stands during droughts. Oh, my goodness. That was a short one. Yeah, that's a short segment before the uh, bottom of the hour. (laughs) It's about four minutes. We'll be back in a moment with Anwar Van Morrison. Stay tuned. Important scientific information. Back in a moment. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. 
IRA and 401k account holders. Are you crossing your fingers for the stock market to continue its bull run or hoping for a miracle to pay off our $19 trillion national debt? American Bullion wants you to think for a moment. If we go through another significant stock market correction and things begin to unravel, you could suffer some serious losses. On the other hand, gold is a proven long-term asset that could hedge and protect your retirement accounts from getting washed away. Call American Bullion now and let them show you how easy it is to transfer your existing IRA or roll over your 401k into a gold IRA. American Bullion has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and is a leader in gold IRAs. With just one call, their experts can explain everything there is to know and get you started with a free gold IRA guide. Call 1-800-545-2525. Save your retirement. Call American Bullion now at 1-800-545-2525. That's 1-800-545-2525. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village where survival is of the utmost importance. Prepare. Don't despair. At www.bugoutpanama.net. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech. Quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. said this now over the last year or so, if the drought continues, we're going to have millions of climate refugees, uh, possibly up to as many as 50 million in the next few years as the drought continues. Now, part of the solution isn't just climate modification using our space-based Tier 1 science, which we have to modify weather systems in the jet stream, which we do have that technology already, but the primary water, which, by the way, Muammar Gaddafi was developing, and it was one of the reasons why I think they attacked him. Because weather warfare is one of the moduses of the globalist control freaks. So they're purposely, this is my feeling, not only shutting down technology, which would be, be available, they should, like Muammar Gaddafi, 75% of the new water in Libya was oasis water from primary water deep inside the earth. And he had 10 drill rigs from a British drilling company that were drilling down 2,400 feet. When I talked to Paul Power from the, the Primary Water Institute, uh, earlier this year and last year, uh, he just this uh, spring released a well at 6,000 feet in Northern California that produced a thousand gallons of water a minute by drilling at 6,000 foot elevation just a few hundred feet deep. But he knew where to look. 
Uh, if we start doing primary water and recharge the aquifers like Ogallala, which is a big one in the Midwest, if we move away from chemical to non-chemical fracking using microwaves and other technology that don't involve poisoning the aquifers with toxic chemicals and wastewater, uh, we can not only have an oil industry, and, and but we can also have clean and, and you know forests that don't die and crops that aren't being poisoned by fracked water. Right now, it's estimated that somewhere on 5 million to 15 million Americans are being exposed to frack toxic water that's getting into their water supplies or in the local plants that they're growing. Uh, that's pretty serious, and it's likely to increase dramatically. Um, and by the way, both candidates support things that I don't know about a clarification from Donald Trump, but he supports what we call energy independence, but they need to realize they need to choose the right technology so they don't poison our water and kill our aquifers. And we know that Hillary just is going to stick with the Democratic senators or the Democratic state governors that want fracking so that their states can frack the, you know, as they say, they can frack them right to hell. I mean, destroy the, the, the normal biosphere and the upper aquifers that support the forests and the crops. So, uh, yeah, we got to think these through, things through, don't we? Yes, we do. We de- definitely need the aquifers. Okay, I'm going to uh, talk now about Zika. Uh-huh. Some important information about Zika. Uh-huh. I have uh, the report from the CDC as of two days ago. And, uh, you know, it, it shows that Pennsylvania and New York and New York City and Florida and Texas and California all have greater or equal to 101 cases. And there's widespread local vector-borne transmission. That means that there are Aedes aegypti mosquitoes that suck the blood from somebody who's infected with Zika. And then the blood from somebody who isn't and give that person Zika. Yeah, you're talking about a partial blood blood uh, feeding mosquito that can jump from one to another as they hop. They actually can give the pathogen by re-bleeding and by re-sucking the blood and it mixes with the other individual. Yes, and that is occurring in Puerto Rico and as we know in Florida and in the U.S. Virgin Islands and in American Samoa which is in the Pacific Ocean. Now, Florida, had, they, they admit to 43 locally acquired cases, and that means locally acquired by mosquito. And um, uh, Zika, uh, Florida's, is undercounting the, the number of Zika cases, uh, locally acquired Zika cases. They want to hide the extent of the spread of the, of the mosquitoes and of the Zika and uh, luckily you can go online and there's a daily Florida Zika virus tracker, which is in uh, the Miami com, And it's very, very important that you do that. It, they even show Zika cases which are not being uh, publicized by the CDC as far away as, as uh, Louisiana and uh, Mississippi. So uh, you might want to keep track of that. That's, that's good. Yeah. We now have a, we have a question from one of our callers. Uh, actually, maybe two questions. Uh, Jeff and Idaho, go ahead. And uh, uh, your question on Zika and thallium. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the the tetragen uh, thallium uh, released probably from U-235 uh, from uh, Fukushima. That's basically uh, making probably uh, thallium sulfate. Uh question I got is, uh, you know, Zika looks to be like a thallium-induced encephalitis, not a viral encephalitis. And uh, there could be the issue that the thallium that's being uh, either sprayed or, you know, the trees are dying, the pine trees are being killed by uh, chemtrailing because they make um, uh, terpene pentoxide that uh, is used as an old uh, homeopathic solution that one of the other Armian hosts has uh, studied uh, for the past 20 or 30 years used on every continent but uh who's me are you talking about spraying the trees with that or is it made naturally you're taking uh if you if you basically ozonate olive oil the uh the the therapeutic compound is uh is terpene pentoxide and that's essentially the pathway that i think that uh that uh natural gum spirits of uh of turpentine are 
uh, yeah, well, that way, uh, so long she knows about it, I think, Dr. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, an, I'm an environmental physician and chemist, and I can tell you the terpenes, when it combines, especially with trimelitic and hydrides, makes the most dangerous photoactivated uh, pollutant uh, on freeways, especially in the northwest uh, United States with a lot of forests and there's a lot of terpenes that are ambient in the air, photoactivated and then combined with trimelitic and hydride diesel fuel exhaust. Right. Um, the Zika virus by itself is neurotoxic. Um, Mike Adams over at uh, uh, Natural News is unqualified to make statements as just due to the pesticides. The pesticides are also extremely toxic, both geno and neurotoxic. And Fukushima is toxic. In fact, our, we're way down south. We're about 50 miles from the Mexican border or less. And our, my radiation detector varies between about 17 to 18 units when it's basically low radiation to 60, mid-60s. So it means we're still getting surges of radiation. The highest, most radiation from my studies and the people that have reported to me is probably between 25 and 35,000 feet. So it's not coming into the coast, and at least in the air mass at the lower altitudes, it's higher. But when it precipitates along the Midwest and the, and the storm tracks, uh, it's coming in snow and rain. <clears throat> so what we're having is a constant uh, drip, drip, drip of radiation from Fukushima, but most of the nuclear reactors in America are leaking tritium, uh, thorium and other isotopes. They're all post-geriatric. They're not being managed. And if you take radiation detectors, you can go to 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 kilometers, and you can see rates of disease, like small for Tate's babies, uh, dementia, cardiac arrhythmias, atrial fibrillation, are directly correlated from distance from nuclear reactors. So uh, there's a lot of environmental issues all converging here, including uh, these pesticide sprays, and it's no wonder the people are freaking out because they're already dropping these sprays with a little public, public alert to stay indoors when they're doing it and have proper air filtration systems uh, so they don't get toxically exposed. Uh, you know, the government's sloppy and people are sloppy. It's bad. Well, what I'm and saying is, uh, if you combine with the, the thallium with this uh, sulfate and uh, any of the things coming from Fukushima that are, like the, uh, that are like tritium, what I'm saying is that they make the thallium so much more uh, active oh, and then Pump the oh, virus. Yeah, cotoxicity, yeah, co- co- yeah. Right, that's yeah, all I have. Co- yeah, that's right, that's quite true. Uh, cotoxicity between, and that's why we have high rates of BOF, brain on fire in children, we call ADD, ADHD, and uh, autism spectrum disorder or Asperger syndrome. Uh, and why we're getting higher rates of dementia, cardiac arrhythmias, for example, the rate of heart failure, which is mitochondriopathy, doing a scanning electron microscopy in the mitochondria of the blood vessel walls or heart, you'll see that people that get heart failure basically have mitochondrial failure. The mitochondria look like the crystal are all screwed up, and there's a lot less mitochondria that are functional. If you do mitochondrial functional testing in a laboratory, it basically means we're suffering from the deaths of mitochondria that are causing not only dementia, which is type 3 diabetes, which is decreased mitophagy of old damaged mitochondria being placed with new good ones, uh, and heart failure. Heart failure is mitochondrial failure, period. And radiation, uh, uh, ultraviolet light radiation, background, Toxic pollutants, stacked vaccines, uh, GMO foods all contribute to stress in mitochondria and mitochondrial dropout. So, yeah. Any any comments, Ann? Well, I want to thank uh, Jeff for calling in. And, uh, and uh, that's yeah, a new check. word. Yeah. I have to learn new word. Co-toxicity. Yeah, and I'll also just uh, check out uh, Ann's website and uh, do donate because she spends an amazing amount of work to put this material together. Uh, please continue. Okay, so we want, uh, so the Florida officials have been accused of, uh, they've stopped providing detailed information on the epidemiological <laughs> investigations into the local Zika infections. They've refused to identify all the locations where Zika positive mosquitoes were trapped. Why is and that? They, is that a they have, issue? And they have underreported the number of local Zika infections in Florida by excluding anyone who is not a state resident. Wow. So what they're doing is they're politicking the issue to not scare away uh, tourists. Yes. And that means that, for instance, there were at least 64 when the uh, local Zika infections, uh, instead of the 56, that we reported by the health department. So, you know, they're, what, 10% low? That's not good. Yeah, um, they're, they're playing politics like Obama plays politics with everything. Everything has to be politically and scientifically correct. You know, like they say politically correct? Or, politically uh, correct. <clears throat> yeah, I would call this scientifically correct behavior. 
<laughs> oh, How's that? that's bad. <laughs> okay, then let's go on. The FDA has expanded the emergency use authorization for Hologic for Hologic's Aptima Zika virus assay, and they can uh, to include its use with urine samples. Now, you, the important words in this sentence are emergency use. It has not been approved. This drug has not been approved by the FDA, but they can use it, for instance, um, at airports or wherever they're doing screening of uh, people who are coming into the country. And uh, they finally decided that uh, Zika lasts in the urine longer than it lasts in the blood. So they're going to use it to uh, test the urine of people. Now, so I don't know is, how you do this, that at an airport, but I'm sure that they will come up with some way of doing that. What you do is you do a chain of custody with an observed uh, urination specimen, and then you well, actually... Well, most people won't do that. Well, I think that means they're going to be detained for a period of half an hour to an hour to make sure that they can urinate under uh, observation, which means you need a lot of staff to track people to make sure that they drink adequate fluids to create a urine sample. Okay. Well, we see uh, the government moving more and more, and especially if Hillary gets in, she'll weaponize the Center for Disease Control and Homeland Security to the point where you won't be able to travel without showing your biometric papers, please. And you have to submit to saliva, urine, and blood tests, just like they do in Colorado now. If you're driving under the influence, they don't just want a blood saliva. They want a blood sample to look for prescribed medications and toxic metabolites that could indicate you're under the influence of something other than just even illegal drugs, conventional drugs, or have a medical problem. So, you know, your privacy will be out the window completely because they're bringing in policies step by step that are going to take away the last remnants of any autonomy. Some of it makes sense because if you've got a real serious super pathogen and they aren't properly speeding, so really the sieve effect, which means almost nobody that could be a potential carrier is being picked up early at the point of entry into the country, either airports, seaports, or buses. So I don't see our public health screening system working at all. I think it's completely useless. I can see a spit test, but I can't see a urine test. Anyway, the Zika virus assay was authorized for emergency use with serum and plasma, which which are both blood samples, in June this year. Right. But its new use with urine samples lengthens the time period during which patients can be tested for Zika from seven days, that's one week, to 14 days, that's two weeks, following symptoms. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that's a good deal. But the other thing is that it says only people who have symptoms. Did you catch that? Yeah, well, that's only one and one-fifth of them, right? One-fifth of them. Following yeah. symptoms. <laughs> 14 days following symptoms. Well, what if you don't have symptoms? Well, then you don't get tested. And that's 80% of the people. Well, if they turn it around and use saliva and test everybody? That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Why don't they do that? I'll have to remember that. Yeah, and, and PCR can measure it very quickly, PCR testing. Uh, the other test, that, by the way, that they could screen that would be very quick is to use the... Uh, Metapathy with Hunter. It actually picks up the bioresonance of any pathogen. It can tell you within seconds. It was developed by the Russian Space Agency. I have one here right on my desk, and we're setting up these clinics, like the one in New York with the PPRDI under Jim Gersey. And you can scan for a pathogen in someone's body, and it tells you precisely what the pathogen is from its bioresonance signature. All right. Pretty cool, we'll hey? Yeah, it'll tell you everything. It'll tell you if you've got amoeba in your tooth abscess. It'll tell you which pathogen you have in your gut, or if you've got pyelonephritis, it tells you precisely the bioresonance signature of the pathogen. And it does it instantly. Mm, that's great. Yeah, it's really, really good. I can hardly wait for you to get it on the market. It is. I mean, it's just a matter of people. If we had these at, at entry points and we had it tuned to specifically look for that pathogen, we could just take a, a second. All you have to do is put headphones on and press a button. And boom, if it's present, then the next thing to do is do a saliva test uh, and uh, on everybody coming in to see if the PCR is positive. So if your bioresonance and your PCR tests are positive, you should go, quote, into uh, a place of quarantine. And then we should try to use antipathogenics like our Allison Med, Nutridine, and Silver 100, and Nutri Defense, which shuts down the entry of viruses into tissue, 
and then make sure someone is PCR negative before they're released back out in the public. All right. Well, that brings us to our last subject. And there is a proposed rule by the Health and Human Services Department, that's HHS, and that was issued on uh, the 15th of August this year, so about um, a month ago. And it has a comment period, has a public comment period that ends uh, the 15th of October, the 14th of October this year. And it's amending its domestic... Uh, quarantine regulations. Yes, I read about that. and uh, Wow, that's scary stuff, isn't it? This is scary stuff, and I want to briefly go over it this week. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do it right after the break. we come back in a few minutes, and we'll talk about it tomorrow when we do our video. Amazing. Back in a moment with Ann Morrison. You need to know this stuff. It's going to affect you. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best complete nutrition meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Shopping for health and not getting affected by a major super pathogen like Zika or the effects of the so-called treatment by the government are inappropriate, which are inappropriate spraying of toxic, neurotoxic, genotoxic sprays. Then we have the CDC rule. Go into it, uh, Anne, because when I read this, I got, whoa, 
<laughs> this is an OMG moment, isn't it? This is an OMG moment. They uh, do not mention Zika in this at all, but uh, they do allow um, Zika to be added to the list by several uh, groups, including the CDC, the HHS, and the WHO. So that's... Um, they're, what they're doing is they're amending the 2005 proposal uh, to make it uh, possible. For instance, they used to say that an individual could be uh, could have a provisional quarantine and uh, for for three business days. Well, three business days can be <laughs> five five real days. Yeah, because the weekend and, could happen, right? Yeah, because weekends and holidays can right. happen. And so they, they're they going to take that out anyway. And they think that they can they can get a, a written order for quarantine, isolation, or conditional release within 24 to 48 hours of apprehension. Apprehension now is being used instead of the term provisional quarantine. Apprehension, well, what does that mean? That means that anybody can apprehend you. It's not just health officials. They're, they're going to um, use uh, uh, security services of one kind or another. Yeah, private or, or, or public police or whatever. Most likely expanding Homeland Security and, and pairing it up with, uh, you know, the CDC. Right. Now, in response to the, uh, to the Ebola scare... Uh, they began in nineteen in two thousand fourteen. They began a new enhanced entry risk assessment, and I think you might remember that. Right. They 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 implemented this at five United States international airports, and these airports received approximately ninety percent of the travelers from Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. So that means that ten percent of those travelers from the um, Ebola endemic areas were not uh, being, were not getting this enhanced entry risk assessment. But they did at uh, New York, John, John F. Kennedy, Washington, Dulles, Newark, Liberty, Chicago, O'Hare, and Atlanta, Hartsfield, Jackson. And um, they've also had since 2007 a do not board list. So they cannot, uh, so that commercial airlines would not let you board if you were on their list. So um, uh, they think they think that if they have, oh dear, we have to do this next week too. Yeah, we'll do it, and we'll do a lot more in our video too. We have a lot. We aren't restricted yeah. by time. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. What what this means basically is the government is going to turn. The control of pathogens into a, a, in a sense, a pathogenic control police state. How's that? And they're probably doing it in a sloppy and ineffective way as well, missing people that we are carriers and controlling people that are suspicious, under suspicion without, you know, comprehensive testing. And do they have the quarantine facilities, etc.? No, they don't. Back in a, in a moment with hour number three, our firing line questions on wellness issues and our video will be tomorrow with Ann take care we'll be back in just a few minutes Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 